Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And we're on episode three. Is that not insane? I don't know. This episode was a harder one for me to come together with last minute because I had such a busy week. So I'm coming to you live at 539 on my Sunday evening, which I would normally want this uploaded by like 9 or 10 p.m. on Sunday because I post this at 5 a.m. on Mondays. So bear with me, but I'm still going to do this for you guys. I'm not going to start slacking this early. I don't want to slack at all. So that is why I'm doing this. We're making it work. So this episode today is going to be covering getting comfortable being alone and why alone time is so important. When coming up with what to talk about this week, I got on TikTok Live and I was like, hey, what do you guys want to hear? And I got a lot of learning to be alone, how important alone time is in a relationship, how to be okay being alone, getting comfortable being alone. I kept seeing that as a recurring thing, so we are going to talk about it. I wasn't totally sure how to structure this episode, to be honest. So if it's all over the place, I apologize, but I tried my hardest to kind of keep it concise. You know, as I just sat and thought about this, I actually think that I'm going to name this episode Embracing Alone Time because I'm here to explain to you guys why alone time is so important and why, if it's something that you're not comfortable with right now, why I want to help you get comfortable with it because I think that it's something that we need and need to learn how to do in our lives in order to kind of be the best versions that we can be. Just in general, I know alone time is not easy for everybody. It's very hard for a lot of people that I know, even friends of mine, it's hard for them to be alone. I respect that, I understand that. For me, alone time has always been something that I've loved, I've thrived off of. Ever since I was younger, I've always felt comfortable being alone. And I think part of it could be that I was raised in a broken household, so my parents were never together, they were never married. And I think that it was also maybe due to the fact that I was kind of an only child. Like, I'm not an only child, but my siblings and I, we shared the same mom, different dads. So because we had different dads, we were on different schedules, kind of doing different things. So I am my dad's only child. So I think that that kind of is a big reason why I am the way that I am. Because I was very much so alone a lot as a kid. And... I kind of learned to love that and become super creative in those moments when I was alone. I always found I was like able to express myself really well just because I did have that alone time, I guess. But with that dynamic in mind, we were always on different schedules. So my siblings would go to their dads. I would go to my dads and there'd be overlapping time periods, but I don't remember a ton of it to be honest, but in, I just never was around a bunch of people. So I never really felt like I had to rely on being with people, if that makes sense. When I was in eighth grade, that is when I officially moved in with my dad full time. So that is how I kind of feel like I got used to being alone and feeling like the only child, even though I wasn't the only child. Like I do have siblings, but I am my dad's only child. So that kind of tied it together to make me feel that way, just because that's where I spent most of my time. I still was able to see my siblings and my mom and like that side of the family. It just wasn't a court order anymore. So I could do what I wanted, basically, which was nice. Another reason I feel like I might be more comfortable being alone than your average person, I don't know. I think I did have a lot of alone time as a kid, but I specifically remember not being able to like hang out with friends until I was in fourth grade for some reason. So that could also have something to do with it. I don't know what what the rules were for that. But once I was able to hang out with friends, I was always hanging out with friends and I was making friends and I enjoyed spending time with friends and everything. But I think those years leading up to it, allowed me to really just become comfortable by myself. For me, being alone and spending time alone has always been somewhere I feel safe and free to do the things that I wanna do. I think something I've learned pretty early in life is that you really only can truly rely on yourself fully to be there for yourself when you need it. So 
obviously it's important to have good friends you can depend on and family and all that, but you got to know how to take care of yourself and learn how to be there for yourself when you need it. And when I say that you can only truly ever rely on yourself, I mean that because at the end of the day, people have their own things going on. They have their own problems. They have their own things. So you can't ever truly just depend on your friends to pick you up when you need it. Sometimes they have stuff going on Like you got to be able to pick yourself up and really just help yourself basically because at the end of the day you never know who's going to come you never know who's going to go you have a pretty good idea of who's probably going to stick around but you get what I'm saying just in general alone time is a really really good way to kind of be there for yourself and learn how to pick yourself up when you need it most but alone time is so important for so many different things but it is super important to me especially for self-growth, recharging, and really getting to know yourself. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of explaining in those categories for you to kind of help you see how I think it's important in those situations. All right, starting with self-growth. Alone time doesn't mean loneliness. I want to make that very clear. Spending alone time by yourself does not make you lonely. Whatever narrative that you've been told in the past that loneliness correlates to alone time, I don't want you to think that. I want to change that today. I think alone time, if anything, is just powerful and that's where you can become your best self and that's where you can really start to be confident in who you are and just learn more about yourself. Instead of viewing alone time as something negative, try to view it as the positive that it is. Obviously, too much alone time can be detrimental to our mental health because we do need connection to form relationships with others as another way to grow and recharge ourselves. But at the end of the day, with alone time, something that I think is so freaking cool is that your time is yours. And that is a beautiful thing. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. You don't have to really answer to anyone in your own time. What do you want to do? How do you want to spend your day? How do you want to spend that time? If you want to spend it doing nothing, you can do that. You absolutely can do that. Or you can spend it to really get stuff done too. So I'm going to kind of break it down and explain in all different aspects of alone time today. But you can spend it how you want. You can use it as time to change up your habits, clean your space when... To me, that is the biggest thing ever. A clean space is a clean mind. Right now, I am stressed out because my house is not as clean as I want it to be because I have been running. Like, I've been so busy this week. So just to give you a real-life example in my life right now, I had to prioritize. What do I want to do with my alone time right now? Am I going to record the podcast that people are relying on me for? Or am I going to clean my house? I'm like, okay, I can clean my house after I get this done, but I have a deadline for this, so we're prioritizing this. So... I really want to clean my house as soon as I'm done with this, but I think it's going to be pretty late tonight by the time I'm done, so I'm going to do it tomorrow. But if I have messy floors, if I have stuff everywhere, that just literally comes through in all aspects of my life then. My mind is easier to organize and work through when I have a clean home. might sound dramatic, but I swear to God it's true, and the more you clean, I think you'll realize. You can even spend that time picking up a new hobby you've been wanting to try, or really just get your shit together. Your alone time can be spent however you want to spend it. And I think that is so cool. There's gonna be a time in your life when you're not gonna have the chance to have the time that you have right now. You're gonna have kids, maybe. You're gonna have a partner, maybe. You might have other things in your life is the point I'm trying to make that are gonna keep you from actually getting to spend your alone time the way that you can maybe spend it right now. Or maybe you are currently married or you're someone who has kids, so you totally get what I'm saying then because the alone time that you used to have, you might not get that anymore. And I know even from my sister and my best friend that are moms, that alone time is still so crucial for them even though it's harder to achieve. So just kind of putting that into perspective, if you are currently 
not married, not, not, and you don't have kids, it's really important to kind of utilize this time now. And even if you're a mom, it's even important for you to be setting that time aside or a dad. I don't know why I'm talking to moms only. If you're a mom or a dad or whatever it may be, everybody, it's still important to prioritize your alone time. I just think it's important to kind of take the time that you have to really grow as a person and try new things while you have the chance to. Like I want to try so many things right now and that's the goal. Also find ways to romanticize your alone time that you get to yourself to spend that time becoming the version of yourself and who you want to become. If you've been wanting to become more active, maybe spend some alone time every day for an hour or so trying a new workout class or going to the gym or starting to work out at home even if you're not comfortable with the other two yet. If you don't feel quite comfortable to go to a class or a gym. It can be hard to be comfortable going out and about by yourself, especially if spending alone time in general is hard for you. So kind of start small in a way that makes it achievable for yourself. So if, if going to the gym is something that you know makes you anxious or doing things in groups, that kind of thing, start by doing things alone until you feel comfortable enough to make that jump to maybe do a class or start going to the gym by yourself. The more you do something, the less scary it is. Another super easy way to spend alone time every day would be going for a walk. And if you have a pet, you can take your pet with you too. Then it's good for both of you. It can help you clear your mind. You can listen to a podcast during it. You can slowly get yourself used to spending alone time each day. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing where you stay at home with yourself and it, you know what I mean? Don't allow it to feel daunting to you. Try to really find the joy in it. Walking my dog is a non-negotiable for me for so many reasons, but it's good for Marshall. It's good for me. Mental health. It clears my brain, gives me a second out in nature, which I think is super important to just like be outside breathing fresh air. I think that that's huge. So every single day you will catch me walking Marshall at least once a day, but twice a day is my goal. To be honest, I'm trying to wake up earlier in the mornings to get it in the morning and at night. So Another example on ways to just kind of better yourself with your alone time, if maybe you've been wanting to save money and start cooking more, learn how to cook, all of that, take some alone time to look up meals that you're excited to eat every day for the week before getting groceries. This might sound silly, but it's seriously huge because even for me, somebody who gets groceries every single week and I live alone, if I don't really, 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 one, want to eat those meals or two, put the time aside to actually make sure I have everything for those meals, then it's just going to set me up to fail possibly because during the week when I'm busy and I don't have a time, then I'm probably going to be like, mm, you know, Chipotle sounds good right now. Like I do every single day. Okay. That's something we're working on. So instead of me eating there two to three times a week, like I've done the past God knows how many months we are down to once a week. That is what we're doing right now. If that I'm really trying to avoid it, but it's hard because it's my kryptonite, but Moral of the story, where I'm trying to go with this, is that by taking that time by yourself to just kind of plan and prepare for the week, you have no clue. That is going to feel so good to you after you've set yourself up for success. So after you get your groceries, you can meal prep it and also spend some alone time doing that. Listen to a podcast, call someone while you do it. Overall, alone time just really can help you make the best choices for yourself if you take the time to actually use it wisely. You have to find ways to make your alone time appealing and fun to you personally. It may be easier to get this alone time if you live alone like me, but it is still important to make sure you're setting some time aside each day, especially if you have roommates or you live with someone, even if it's at night before going to bed. I know people that used to be in my life, they would have roommates and it would be really hard for them to get alone time. 
And it's something that really can affect your mental health if you're not making sure that you're setting that time aside each day to kind of just chill and vibe with yourself. It doesn't have to be super long. Everybody's different. Some people don't need as much alone time as others, but you'll know when you need it because your body will be like, okay, I need a second. Again, the more you do something, the less scary it is, even if that's just spending time by yourself. Something I meant to talk about right in the beginning is the fact that I would consider myself to be an introverted extrovert. And I've heard that saying before, but like I was trying to give you an actual definition so that you guys can understand maybe what that means. There's a couple other ways to categorize it as well. There's an amnivert and an omnivert or something. So I'm going to read you what this says. Because one, I just think it's kind of interesting and we're all going to fall into a category somewhere. But so I'm going to read you characteristics of introverts and also extroverts so that you can kind of hear what each is. But I promise you, I am both of these, like in different ways. That's why I think I'm a mix of both. But introverts recharge by spending time alone, which I personally do. They reflect before making decisions. They listen more. They enjoy one-on-one conversations. That one, very true for me. Introspective, self-aware. They think before acting and they learn through observation. We're extroverts. They recharge by socializing. I can also recharge this way. I can kind of do both. It kind of depends on how I'm feeling. They make decisions quickly, which I would say I do. Um, I speak more. I would say also that I listen as well, but I definitely would say I speak more. I'm outgoing, easily distracted. Absolutely. Action oriented. Absolutely. Expressive, excellent communicators and enjoy being the center of attention. So I think in general, everyone could be more so one or the other, but I would say that I recharge by being alone and, but I am pretty extroverted. So The more you go into Google and try to figure out what you are, you are going to just be like, what the heck? Because there's so many different ways to categorize your personality type, I guess. But an ambivert is a person whose personality has a balance of extrovert and introvert features, which I would say I am. So who knows? It doesn't really matter, but it's just an interesting thing. So I think that maybe you could look up yours for fun, but it might also give you a little bit of an idea on why you do or do not need alone time as much as the next person. I would say I probably need more. (laughs) I don't know though. I don't know. I personally love living alone. I love spending time alone. I love recharging. I'm able to focus and get stuff done. So I think a lot of it could be my ADHD as well. The more distraction, the less I get done. You know what I mean? So the next reason why I believe that alone time is so vital is for recharging. So I've always found alone time to be what helps me recharge best. I personally work three to four days a week as a dental hygienist, which can be very mentally draining. So on days where I'm off, I'm often still working on social media, the podcast, answering emails. I go to the gym four to five times a week, at least three of those days being with my friend Shelby. So I also do prioritize my time with my friends. So among my busy schedule like this, I definitely, it's it's hard for me to find that time alone. It's nice because I do live alone, so I can kind of get it that way. But alone time to me is time where you actually are able to sit and kind of chill for a sec without feeling like you need to be doing a million things. Because when I'm moving and grooving and not having a second, which is most of the time during the week, I'm like, holy crap, like I need a minute. So that's what I mean by this, like alone time to recharge, to actually sit there and chill. Due to me moving all day long most of the time, it's super important for me to set aside time each day so I can feel and show up my best. Because if I'm lacking or neglecting myself in a category where I'm not really putting anything into myself, but I'm giving to like others and I'm doing all these things, it can start to show in my mental health. 
And I think everybody's kind of that way. Once you've been giving and giving and giving too much of yourself or spreading yourself too thin, you really find that you do need that alone time to kind of recharge your social battery. But I'm still definitely working on my schedule for this right now because my work schedule is so like changing my like everything's just kind of up in the air for me. So I get it where I can and I do prioritize it each day. But after I am busy for days where I've been super social, I can feel that I need to take a break and spend some alone time to recharge for sure. And this past week has been this way for me because I have just been busy. I was working more than I was used to the past couple weeks. And then on top of that, still going to the gym and then still having to meet deadlines for work outside of my nine to five. And then still wanting to prioritize time with friends. And you know what I mean? I had a Christmas party this weekend. So here I am getting to my podcast late in the week, way later than I want to, but we're still prioritizing it. So you kind of get the point. I definitely felt like I needed alone time after going all week long without a break, basically. But it's nice because if you give yourself a little bit of alone time each day, you really don't feel like you need that as much towards the weekend when you might be making plans and want to spend time with people. But so there's two different types of recharging that I've come up with. So there's productive recharging and relaxing recharging when it comes to alone time. So starting with productive, different ways you can spend your alone time productively would be catching up on work outside of my nine to five for me personally. So whether that's like emails, whatever, just making sure that I'm kind of getting the stuff done that I've been needing to get done because by me not getting those things done, it's adding to my stress. It's adding to me not being able to relax. So even doing things like that, just productive recharging in that way feels really good. And it's a good way for me to spend my alone time once I have a second to catch up. Each week I have goals for myself and things that I want to get done. So if I feel that I'm behind and I'm not getting things done, that really does stress me out. And I'm, and I won't even realize it. Like I'll think everything's cool. And then once I'm like, like it's been like four days and I haven't been able to get the things done that I normally have been getting done. I'm like, Oh my God. Like it, it, actually agitates me and doesn't like I'm like I can't even be doing other things because I'm not even putting that time into myself right now to make myself feel good about where I'm at like you know what I mean if I'm not filling my cup weekly or daily or whatever it may be then like you're you're gonna see that bleed into your relationships I think at least me personally said that would be answering emails for me like when emails pile up that affects me in the worst way because having a lot of emails to respond to, especially with my ADHD, it's just overwhelming and I just need to get to it before it gets out of hand. And then also I'm taking a class currently at Sad to Savage with Shelby Sacco, the girl that I referenced last week during um, my Finding Motivation episode. So I signed up for her class because I've learned so much through her TikToks and everything that why wouldn't I go the next step and actually like really, really become a, a pro in what she teaches so that I can also feed it to you guys and kind of give you guys, um, valuable information. (laughs) Everything is very willy-nilly in my life, I would say, at the moment, where I'm learning where things go, and now I'm throwing a class into it to better myself, and it's fine. I can go back at my own pace, but I want to kind of be on the same page as the rest of the class because I'm in groups that are talking about it. There's things that I should be doing, and I'm just behind. So moral of the story, that's just me venting, but making sure that you were getting things done that maybe you didn't have time to get done during the week, that is productive recharging. Another way for me personally would be recording and brainstorming for my podcast earlier in the week. So other things that you have to get done, trying to get them done earlier in the week. That way you're not stressing yourself out last minute like me right now. Or I'm recording a podcast that comes out tomorrow at 5 in the morning. And it's 6.32. You know what I mean? So just making sure that you're prioritizing your goals or maybe even setting a schedule for your alone time during the week to make sure that you are kind of on track with where you want to be. 
overall will just make sure that you're not stressing yourself out and you're spending your alone time maybe in a more relaxing way. Another productive way to recharge is by cleaning. So cleaning my house, vacuuming, tidying, doing laundry, dishes, mopping, all that stuff. It's honestly kind of in between a relaxing recharging and productive recharging for me because once I'm cleaning, it really does chill me out and I enjoy doing it. So just kind of prioritizing that. It's a great way to spend your alone time by cleaning your house because then you're just kind of making your future self happy all week when you're coming home to a clean house and just starting the week off right. A clean house to me is peace, absolute bliss, nothing better. But productive recharging would be just making sure you're staying on top of your work and your goals or whatever it may be, something that maybe isn't super relaxing, but you can get some stuff done. Next, going into relaxing recharging. So this is my favorite time to spend alone time, which I feel like it's kind of harder for me to find this type right now, but either reading a book, taking a walk, taking a bath, lighting a candle, essential oils, do a face mask, order takeout, cooking yourself a yummy meal, journaling, meditating, praying, take time off your phone, watch a movie or a show that you've been wanting to watch, do yoga at home, I would say. I feel like if you do it in um, a class, it's probably gonna be a little bit more hardcore. Either way, it is relaxing, I think, for sure. I love doing yoga but also calling a friend to vent or catch up or listening to a podcast. These are just examples of different ways to spend your alone time that I personally do. But one that kind of falls in between productive and relaxing for me would be working out because I do feel like it's productive, but it's also extremely relaxing for me. So, and I enjoy it. So definitely working out is something that if I'm not doing it as much as I want to be doing it a week, I feel like I'm like I'm missing my goals but at the same time, it's good to take a break if you need it. And it is extremely relaxing and helps your mental health overall. So I, I would say it's a little bit of both, but super important for me and a good way for me to spend alone time. Like I referenced earlier, I will work out with Shelby a couple times a week, which is good because you want to be social still during the week and everything. But it's also really important for me to work out alone at least a couple times a week. It allows me to just kind of keep the intensity of the workout up a little bit more. It makes me... Just kind of, it helps you learn to feel comfortable alone in social settings maybe. And it also could help you to branch out and maybe make a friend at the gym or something that maybe you wouldn't have made before if someone doesn't want to approach you if you're with someone, you know what I mean, or whatever. So I found just by kind of doing things on my own and forcing myself in situations in public by myself, it's just a good way to help yourself grow and become more confident and comfortable in yourself. But if you're starting out like with alone time right now, don't feel like you have to go and push yourself to do things by yourself in public settings because I know that that can be stressful, especially if you're somebody who has social anxiety. So take it as you want, but definitely lean into some alone time. And I really hope that this motivates you to do that. I also have found this is just a random side note again, because I'm not exactly sure where I should put this. It's kind of all over the place, but I feel like I'm most creative and in touch with my feelings also when I'm by myself. So if you were going and going and going and you're not giving yourself a break to kind of just sit and chill with yourself, you might not realize that you're actually really upset about something or you might not realize that you're actually really mad about something. You know what I mean? Like the more you're moving, you're kind of disassociating from everything, which I know we can do intentionally and it feels good for a little bit, but it's also important to kind of just sit there and feel your feelings. So just to encourage you to do that as well, it's important to do and I need to do it more, but it's, it's nice. And whether that would be just like journaling or whatever, you need that time to reset. You need that alone time to sit there and really ask yourself, how do I feel about this? 
How am I feeling in general? Is there anything bothering me right now? These are normal questions. There doesn't have to be something huge going on in your life for you to do daily check-ins with yourself and just be like, all right, how am I feeling? Because you know better than anyone or you should know better than anyone with kind of how you're doing and checking in on yourself. Because like you would check in on others and the people that you love in your life, you should be doing that to yourself as well. But like I said, I am most created by myself. So especially someone who works in social media and loves being creative in that way, I need this alone time in order for me to be doing my thing and just getting inspired and, you know what I mean, kind of finding ways to be myself. If I'm not getting that alone time, I'm not quite feeling as in touch with myself. The last way we're going to talk about alone time being really important is to get to know yourself. You really, really, really get to know yourself the more alone time that you spend with yourself and I feel like I really got that once I moved from Pennsylvania to Austin, just because I did live alone even before, but I was in a relationship at the time and um, I did have friends and I was always doing something, but I did have alone time a lot. I always kind of had alone time prioritized even more maybe than I wanted at times just because of the relationships that I was in. Alone time has really been the main reason I feel like I've been able to become so in touch with myself, what I want in all aspects, whether that's goals, relationships, overall where I want my life to be going. So you really just get to learn your likes and dislikes. You get to see yourself for who you are, the good, the bad, and it shows you where you want to improve or tweak certain things about yourself. You might realize that you have like limiting thoughts about certain things in your life. And you have to kind of work through those. And I can talk more about that at some point, but I'm not trying to kind of get into that too much. But the more alone time that you have, you might be realizing like, wow, I'm actually blocking good things from coming to my life because I'm thinking about things in a negative way. Or I don't know where I want my life to go. If you don't know where you want your life to go, that can just make everything else even harder for you. So you just got to put that time into yourself to really figure out what, what it is that you want, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's where you want to move or something, just kind of really getting in touch with who you are and things that you want to work on. For me, I was thinking while I was doing this, if you can't love yourself, how can you love someone else? Kind of in the same terms of if you can't be alone, how can you be with someone? And I know that that might be like a crazy explanation, but I think that the more comfortable you are with yourself, the more confident you will be in a relationship and the more comfortable and kind of it'll just set the tone for that relationship even so if you can't love yourself how can you love someone else it's really hard to because even if you do have someone who's trying to love you you might not know how to accept that love or vice versa if that makes sense but for me I found a lot of self-love through alone time so ultimately I believe prioritizing yourself and alone time will only help you become the best version you're meant to be and find your person in the long run I'm not saying it's always going to be easy but start prioritizing alone time in a way that feels good to you If you're not used to it, it might be overwhelming at first, and that's okay, but allow yourself to feel all the feelings, recognize them, and just know it only gets better, and you become more comfortable the more you do it. One thing I highly recommend doing, which I feel kind of like a hypocrite, even though I do journal, but like it hasn't been something super, super consistent in my life. Like I've been doing it, but I will do it like two days out of the week. You know what I mean? When I like it's like random, but I highly recommend journaling when you feel like you have a lot on your mind or feel stressed out. Once you start journaling, it really just helps you get things on paper that you might not even realize that were bothering you in the first place. Like you might just start writing stuff down and then you're like, wow, wait, this is bothering me. What's going on? Like it just really kind of helps you know what's happening in your mind subconsciously. So I think it's super important to do. It doesn't have to be super complex. You can literally do a brain dump, which would be you just opening up your journal, get a nice pen, something you like writing with, because if you don't like writing with it, to me at least, 
it's just no fun. I like to like the way things are coming out on paper, but just start by writing whatever's on your mind. This is how I'm feeling today, blah, 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 blah. It's pretty easy to start writing about yourself. The more you do it, the more you'll be like, wow. But, or you can do journal prompts. You can even Google journal prompts or whatever. Or you can even start, like the way I'll journal in the morning is I'm grateful for, and I'll write like 10 things I'm grateful for. They can be small, they can be big, whatever you want. But starting your day by thinking about the things that you're grateful for really just helps to put everything in perspective. And then I also personally will do affirmations in the morning. So I told you guys a little bit about this last week, but I am statements. So I am confident. I am strong mentally and physically. I am outgoing. I am friendly. It's just little things. And like, I know it might seem silly at first, but like the more you're saying these things to yourself, one, you are those things. Two, you're kind of just reminding yourself who you are, even on those moments when you might have self-doubt or you might not be feeling your most confident or whatever it may be. It's just kind of a good practice to have every single day. So that's one way I journal also. But I'm trying to get better at journaling about my feelings. So even just journaling about like anything, just so I can kind of know what's going on. I think it's important. But you don't have to do brain dumps every day. You don't have to keep your journaling the same exact thing every single day. You can switch it up. And there's a million, like I said, journal prompts. Or you can find guided journals, which have prompts in there for you already. And there's like a million on Amazon. Reading is also super beneficial and a calming way to spend your alone time too. So that's something I'm really trying to get better at. But I would say last year into the beginning of this year, I would really prioritize reading at least 10 pages of a book a day. It's a small goal for me, someone who is trying to pick up the habit that once you just set that like that time aside, once you set that alone time aside to read those 10 pages, I always feel so, so good after I start reading. And especially if you're really into it, you'll want to keep reading. And it's a great way to spend your alone time, especially before bed, instead of being on your phone. It just helps calm your mind instead of stimulating your mind. Somebody also asked me this question and I wanted to touch on it a little bit, but I can do a whole episode on this if you guys want. But they asked, how important is alone time in a relationship? So I would say it's very important just because especially as in a relationship, you're going to be spending a lot of time together. So that alone time is going to kind of show how you're going to show up for that person. So I think being in a relationship is awesome. I think it's great. And I think that it kind of depends too on you and your relationship, how much alone time you might feel like you need or don't need, because I do love spending time with that person when I have a person. But I think that it's also important to be putting that time into yourself as well in small ways, just so you can make sure that you're mentally at your best and you're feeling your best so that you're able to kind of work on yourself in the best way together. I told you guys that I was in a relationship for five years. In that relationship, I'm going to be honest, I definitely did prioritize my alone time, but I think it's also very easy to get wrapped up in another person, especially when you're younger. So not prioritizing your alone time as much or your goals or just, you know what I mean? Kind of just allowing yourself to want to spend all your time with that person. And that is good. And that is fine. There's no wrong way of going about it, but I think it's important, especially the older we get, to really just focus on that alone time with yourself because you don't want to lose yourself in a relationship. I don't think that you ever should. I think if you ever start to feel like you're losing yourself or your identity personally in a relationship, that that's a big sign to take a step back, not like a breakup, but take a step back and kind of ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? What's going on that's making me doubt myself and kind of where I am right now? Because you don't want to lose your identity in a relationship, but it's pretty easy to do. 
You can often put the needs of other people before your own. And that's kind of what I'm saying. So just making sure that you are prioritizing yourself still, you're showing up for yourself and making sure that you're kind of doing the things that you want to be doing, even while in a relationship. That's kind of the simple short answer. But again, I think that when it's your person, it's not going to be a super like hard thing to figure out. I think that you'll just know you each will take alone time for yourself. So you'll have conversations about it. I think alone time is healthy, you know? So I think that being with someone who also has their goals and things that they want to do and spending time with their friends outside of you even um, is good. But at the same time, you want to be included. I get it. So yeah, I would say it kind of just depends. But being in a relationship, alone time is important, but it just depends on the relationship as long as you're prioritizing alone time and also prioritizing each other. But you should be wanting to spend most of your time with that person and you should be enjoying your time with that person too I think is the short answer as long as those things are happening that alone time will come and you'll make time for it again if you want me to talk about anything that I talked about in this episode a little bit more just let me know and I'll kind of hone in on that but today for this episode I was just kind of winging it with where my mind went with alone time so that wraps up the episode for the most part, but I am going to hit you guys with a couple more things as I always do. So two things that I always recommend. These are good ways to spend your alone time and they're good ways to kind of give you something to start your alone time with if you're maybe just getting started, you want somewhere to start, would be number one is a self-reflection journal. So it's one specifically from We're Not Really Strangers. I got this when I was really going through it a couple years ago and it was amazing for me and I'm actually kind of redoing it now, which is cool because I'm able to compare my answers from like two years ago as opposed to now. So it's kind of cool to see what's the same, what's changed, but it's a really good journal to help you get to know yourself better. And it comes with a really cute pen, like a red pen and a set of self-reflection cards. So this could be good for guys or girls, whoever. And these cards, like for example, let me go get it. All right, so I just got these cards. I'm gonna read you two. So for example, one of them says, what's something mean that was said to me in my childhood that I carry to this day? What would I say to my younger self now? These are deep, never said they weren't, okay? But these are good cards that you can really just take and think about. You do one card a day or more if you want, but it's really good for you to sit and think about that because then that might actually be bleeding into your adulthood now and it might be a self-limiting belief that you just have a hard time with so super important to do and then this one's a wild card it says what do i need to hear most right now write it out and place somewhere you'll see it often so something that you might need to hear maybe you're having a bad day maybe you need reminded on who you are that happens that's normal so i think that doing this journal in particular i'm not getting any money from telling you about this i genuinely love this journal so you can find that on we're not really strangers website and I would highly recommend it. And you let me know if you get it. I would love to hear about it. The second thing is the book, The Mountain Is You by Brianna Wiest. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right, but this is my favorite self-help book, improvement book ever. And I'm reading it for the second time now. It's life-changing. I swear by it. It's really good. I personally do well or do best with reading like self-help books out loud. I don't know if that's just me, but you can either get it on Amazon or you could even get the audiobook and listen to it that way too, which honestly could be pretty great, but I'm reading it for the second time. So I will put the links for the journal and the book in my bio of this podcast, just so you guys can click it. Easy access to that. And you let me know what you think. All right. So now I'm leaving you with just a few reminders when you're spending alone time. One, alone time is needed to not only recharge, but grow into the person that you want to be. 
Number two, spending time alone shows confidence and strength. It's not a weakness. Three, you're never more alone than when you're not putting any time into yourself. You will feel that. You will feel it show up in your life in many ways. Number four, just because you're spending time with others does not mean you're not lonely. Spending time with the wrong people can feel even lonelier. And I think that that's huge. And I think if you can relate to that, I would urge you to reflect those relationships because if you're feeling alone with certain people, you might need to either one, have a conversation or maybe see your way out. And number five, you are strong, you're brave, and I believe in you. If you're currently not comfortable spending time alone and you're wanting to learn how, I think that that's awesome and I'm very proud of you. I also want to talk a little bit about being alone for the holidays. So if you're spending the holidays alone and you're not used to doing that, normally you spend it with your family or whatever it may be. Maybe your family's far away. I totally get it. I, like I said, I've told you guys, I don't have a super close family. We don't have like hardcore traditions, you know what I mean? Or anything like that when it comes to the holidays, but still... I was able to spend Thanksgiving alone this year just due to the circumstances. Normally I would spend it with my family somewhat, but even living in Austin the past couple years, I have spent Thanksgiving alone and I'll go home for Christmas. It just doesn't make sense for me to go home twice, especially with it not being a super vital part of my family dynamic. So normally I will spend Thanksgiving with my best friend, Abby and her family. And so Abby was in a different state because she is now moving to a different state at some point. And Abby, I hope I'm allowed to say this on here, but she will be doing that at some point. So she was in a different state for Thanksgiving with her family, which is who I would have been normally spending Thanksgiving with. So just to give a little idea about that, spending Thanksgiving alone, I could have looked at it like, oh my God, I'm alone for the holidays. You know what I mean? And got upset about it. And it's okay to be upset about being alone for the holidays, but I chose to look at it in a more positive light. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I don't know when I'll be able to spend Thanksgiving alone or a holiday for that matter alone again. And not that I want to spend it alone, but I think it can be empowering to spend a holiday alone. And I think it can be really fun if you choose to make it fun. So for me, I decided, I was like, you know what? Have I ever cooked a Thanksgiving dinner? Absolutely not. Okay. But I was like, I'm making myself a Thanksgiving dinner just because I'm not spending Thanksgiving with people doesn't mean I'm going to miss out on the opportunity of all that amazing food. Because for me, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So I was like, no way. So I chose to make the entire meal for myself and I ate it for like my next, I don't even know how many meals, like six or seven dinners. Um, But it was just a really cool experience for me to kind of spend it alone. You never know when you're going to get married. You never know when things are going to change in your life. So I think that's kind of how I was viewing it. You never know when you're not going to have that alone time anymore for whatever reason it may be. So try to view it as a positive thing if you are alone for the holidays. And if, if you're upset, it's okay. Be upset about it. But just try to view it in a more positive light. It's just another day of the year in the great scheme of things. Even though there's a lot of outside pressure from everybody in the world, you're going to be seeing a lot of posts or whatever it may be, maybe don't get on your phone if it's going to bother you. And just try to really take that time to enjoy yourself and do things that you want to do. No one's there to tell you that, like, you don't have to watch a Christmas movie at Christmas. You can watch whatever movie you want to watch. You just want to watch rom-coms? Do it. You want to watch a bunch of Hallmark Christmas movies? No one's going to be around to complain about them. No one's around to complain about the things that you want to do. So just really try to enjoy your holidays this year. I'm just here to give you a little chat that like it's cool to spend them alone even if you prefer to not. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. You're allowed to be upset. You can even FaceTime your family maybe if you can't go home due to finances or flights or whatever it may be or maybe your work schedule. But just know that they love you all the same 
at the end of the day, you choose the way that you view things. So we can either choose to view things in a negative light or we can choose to see it from a positive aspect. So I'm here just to put things in perspective for you guys and always keep you thinking of things in that way. Even though I am not gonna sit here and act like I'm it, like I don't do that sometimes, it's easy to be upset about those things. So if you need to feel upset about it, feel upset about it. But just know it's normal. There's always next year to do something else. So just try to really enjoy this year doing whatever it is that you're doing. Even if maybe you are going home and spending Christmas with family and maybe that's something that's kind of a sore subject for you or there's like weird family dynamics that you have going on. I totally get it. Me personally, I'm not close with my family and there is family stuff that I have to deal with when I go home. So just to keep that in perspective that Whatever it is you're doing, just try to see the bright side of it and try to enjoy all the time that you get, whether it's with people or whether it's by yourself. I really don't have any life updates this week. Life's crazy. I'm working more. I'm figuring my life out and my situation and my organization and all of that. It's just kind of a blur for me at the moment. So I am taking the Sad to Savage course. So I'm excited to kind of share with you guys anything I learn, um, just good tips. Obviously, I'll kind of incorporate that into my life in general. So I will have things to kind of share with you guys too. But if you want, you can go take her course. Um, she always is offering things about it. But me personally, I got it to kind of take myself because I know with my crazy schedule right now, I barely even have time for that. But I'm going to incorporate it as much as I can to make sure I'm on track with them on the weeks. But I'm not really going to be doing it like looking at the class, like live watching the class with them because I don't have time during the weeknights at the times so that it's normally actually live. So that's pretty much it. I told you guys I'm going home for Christmas in like 10 days. So that's insane. And I have mixed feelings about that. But overall exciting. And I will be going to New Orleans right after I get back for New Year's. So it's my friend Kayla's 30th. So I'm going with her and Abby and Abby's husband and a group of our friends. And we are going to be basically like I'll get back on like the 20. Eighth, Ugh. I'm like I'm kind of dreading all the traveling. I'm very excited for New Orleans, but I'm not looking forward as much to the road trips for me driving to Pennsylvania. But at the same time, I'll be hype once it's happening. But um, basically, I will be getting back on the 28th and leaving. I'm pretty sure on the freaking 29th or the 30th. I don't know. I think it's the 29th, and then I'll be there till like the second of January. So extremely busy end of the year for me. So <laughs> I'm trying to chill out but I got some Christmas shopping to do I got to figure out my life but I hope that you guys are all doing amazing I hope you have a great week and I'm gonna leave you with one thing again when is it gonna stop I don't know we have a mental health tip no phone for the last 20 minutes before bed read 10 pages of a book instead so instead of scrolling on your phone really just try to read and put your phone down and have your alarms and everything set already so you're not tempted to get back on your phone you can just go to bed after reading i think one i'm gonna try to do this as well but it'll just in general kind of calm you calm you down before bed give you a clear mind it's putting good stuff in your head before bed instead of like random stuff that you're getting from social media which can sometimes be something you don't want to be seeing um, but yeah, also try to go to bed earlier with me this week by 10 PM. I don't know if that's going to happen tonight for me, um, because I'm doing this podcast, but it's currently seven and I, it's literally seven o'clock on my Sunday and I need to edit this and then upload it. And then I also need to do some things around my house. So I don't know, I'm going to try to go to bed earlier, but I have off tomorrow and I have appointments. So that is the update. That is a life update. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope that you find it helpful because I was getting stressed out in the beginning of this trying to figure out 
if this was even gonna make sense to anyone. So I hope that it does. Please actually let me know if you wanna hear anything in particular, whether it's on Grow As You Go podcast, my Instagram, TikTok, my TikTok in general, whatever it may be, message me and let me know if there's something specific that you're wanting to hear because I'm really wanting to supply like valuable information that you guys are really looking to hear right now. But I hope that you guys can understand how important alone time is and how we can incorporate it now. And I hope that these tips were helpful. But I love you so much and I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening and I will see you next Monday.